Welcome to the More Like Podcast with me, Jackie. This is a place for us to uncover our truth and learn from each other's similarities and figure out ways to celebrate what makes us different. Get ready to challenge yourself to see how things in life and the people who are in it are more like than you may think. I'm so happy you're here. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the More Alike podcast with me, your host, Jackie Borrego, and welcome to the second episode of the Starting Fresh series. This series was kind of born out of not only something that would be easy for me to implement, but also out of your questions and concerns. A couple weeks back, I had set out a poll of something you wanted me to talk about for that initial episode, and the score was pretty even, split among a lot of the topics, so I thought, wow, like all of these topics that I had asked about kind of all go in line, so I decided to do a Starting Fresh mini-series. So last week, we broke down the importance of creating systems to support you in your life. And this week, we'll be talking about starting something new. So basically, you got a new job, you're starting a new hobby, and a new big thing is happening. And we're going to kind of touch on what I think are the fundamental tools to kind of help ease you into this transition that can feel so bumpy, so turbulent, and ultimately really be off-putting for a lot of people. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. I think I am the resident expert in this topic because the amount of times I've had to start something over or start something new is a lot to count. A lot of you guys know my history and kind of my educational journey and my path to becoming a licensed specialist in school psychology. It took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to do, coupled with a lot of rejection and just like a lot of different careers within the education field to finally get to a place where I am now starting new for hopefully the last time for a very long time. And it's honestly both really exciting and really hard to start something new and put yourself out there in a pretty vulnerable position. During this time of transition, we can typically feel confused, lost, or off balance. And at times, things can we can be harder on ourselves than usual. So this is why I think having some basic tools in our tool belt that can aid with creating smoother transitions from, you know, starting as new, becoming a novice, intermediate, followed by being proficient, and ultimately experienced. Now that trajectory will look different for everybody here. I'm sure in your new field, in your new side hobby or hustle or whatever it is that you're embarking on that's new, whether it's motherhood or meeting a new friend, whatever it is, there's always going to be someone that has kind of a little bit of a head start on you. And those people may call themselves experienced, but I do think that this journey from becoming a novice to or new to experienced is really personal. So just be patient with yourself in that as well. And so a lot of things, you can be different in a lot of ways you can be different you can be new in a lot of different ways and all of these things are vastly different but they all have one thing in common it's new right these new experiences are new these are new experiences than you've had before so we're going to kind of get into i think there's like six of these one two three four five six seven oh eight i have eight fundamentals or foundations that I think are really, really helpful for you when you are starting something new. First one, 
fall back on your systems. I think this is pretty simple. When things feel so out of sorts and we're starting something new, this is the time it is imperative to fall back on those beautiful systems we built for ourselves in two weeks ago's episode. This will kind of give you some normalcy in other areas of your life that can fulfill you as you're feeling unsettled in your new endeavor. I also think after some reflecting on my new systems that I created the last time that we talked, we're five weeks into my new systems, it is really nice to feel like I have a net that I have created for myself to fall back on whenever I feel like I have needs that are being unmet. I ask myself, do I need some more personal time? Do I need some exercise? Do I need to really focus on my morning routine? Like a couple weeks ago, I think we were talking about how I was having some difficulty in one area of my new system. And now I'm having some difficulty with my morning routine because the kids are back and I'm feeling a little bit more tired. It's harder for me to get up and get moving in my day. So I'm starting to feel like I need some tweaking in the area of my morning routine, especially when my work day-to-day feels so different and so chaotic as I've been starting something new with the kids. So I do think falling back on our systems is a really helpful foundational skill as well as a tool when we're starting something new. Number two, create healthy boundaries. When we are new to something, it can easily feel like we're not measuring up in the ways that we're used to. You're being handed curveballs left and right, and it may be taking you longer to pick up on things than you'd like. So taking work home may seem like the only option to stay quote-unquote ahead. Or instead of taking work home, you may feel like the need to work late into the night if you're working on something after your typical 8 to 5. I think this is mentally the quickest way to misery and the buzziest of all buzzy words, burnout. You can feel like the revolving door of tasks that never seem to stop. And the reality of most things is you can put as many hours into something and still feel like that there's no end in sight. Creating time for things that you enjoy, like cooking at home, winding down with a book or a TV show, or spending time on the weekends indulging in your preferred task, that is important. And kind of like a throwback to our first one of falling back on your systems, right? Now, I'm not saying that you need to neglect the things that will be helpful for you to get ahead on after hours or in late into the night. And at the time of doing work at home, sometimes there will be that. But be conscious about those choices. Do not fall pressure to things that have to get done now because the work will always be there. Meet your timelines and test it out. For example, I'm new to all of this, right? And I think it's very important for me to be intentional with how much working I'm doing at home. In the last couple of weeks, I've really tried to make the conscious effort to not bring work home outside of like answering an email or sending a rating scale if I feel like it's really necessary to kind of get a jump start on my next day. But I'm really trying hard with all the work that I have left to do to not do work at home. One, I'm feeling physically exhausted, so I don't even think I could do things really well. But two, I'm trying to test myself and see where my limits are, see where my skill set is at. I have a couple of things that I need to get written up, and I have a priority list that's written up on my um, calendar whiteboard for tomorrow. So I'm going to see how much I can actually get done before I just didn't trust myself and worked 
every single night this week before Friday. I want to see like, okay, I have four things that I have to write up tomorrow. Not four reports, just four sections of different things. How much can I do if I set time aside in my weekly schedule to get time to get some report writing done or report sections done. So test it out. Test the waters. Don't be scared to do that because then if not, you're going to feel like you have to do things after your scheduled 40-hour work week. Secondly, when we're new at something, we tend to be eager and feel the need to prove ourselves. Or if you're me, can feel so out of control, you ask a million questions that make you appear to be an overachiever, but it's really just because you're so fearful of doing things wrong, you try to control all the outcomes that one may be like very very specific to me but anyway standing up for yourself and creating boundaries within the workplace is critical for overall work safety and prior prioritization sadly in our taxing jobs we just can't do it all we have to acknowledge the truth of that it's okay to say no and to protect our priority items this is okay I've already had to send two emails this week to my administration kind of outlining some boundaries that I'm having, which is a very challenging skill to do because you don't like telling people no or you don't like shifting people to different options or alternatives, but laying out your reasoning as to why you're making the choices that you are or offering up kind of making it a collaborative process of like, this is how this decision will also help me with other things that I have to do and make sure that people are understanding your thought process through your boundaries I think is a really helpful tool versus just telling people no or you feeling worried that you're just telling people no and not meeting their needs because at the end of the day you work for the students you work for the campus and you want to make sure the needs of your administration your staff your teachers and your students are being met and this is very specific to my job but you can kind of generalize it to what your new thing is The third thing is ask for what you need. This is one that I think is very, very hard for a lot of people to do, but I was thinking about it a lot since I've had two autism evaluations this week about just kind of what I've needed and support from either my mentor, my colleagues, or people to just kind of make me feel like I'm doing an okay job. And it's weird. I don't really feel like I'm a words of affirmation person, but I guess right now, because things feel so unsettled, my needs are shifting and changing within my work setting. And I am feeling like I just need some reassurance. So if you need reassurance that you're doing a good job, talk with a coworker about it or a trusted team member and just ask them straight up. I'm sure they'd be willing to give you some reassurance that you are doing well in the areas that you are. If you need someone encouraging to talk to you, ask for that. Ask for feedback from your admin and your coworker in a couple of months. Just ask for what you need in order to help make this transition smoother and better. Number four, don't be afraid to make decisions for yourself. Trust your gut and be understanding that you are always learning from the decisions we've made. In that same vein, don't be afraid to consult with others who've been in the similar position as you. I kind of talked a little bit about the situations that I had with my administration where I had to set some boundaries. And both situations were so different. They were different from campus to campus and situation to situation. And I had to respond differently to both of them. And I asked my mentor how to go about the situation or if I, and if I was on the right track of how I was wanting to respond. And she gave me some really great feedback and some really great tools on how to respond to the situation. 
Then I called my other colleague to get another pair of ears on it just because I wanted to hear a different perspective on how to go about the situation and how another school psychologist would kind of handle this type of tricky and sticky situation. And ultimately, I landed somewhere in the middle with what I actually ended up choosing to do with one of the situations. It gave me a lot of comfort in hearing that there are many different ways to support myself as a new hire LSSP, and ultimately there is no wrong way. So consult with your colleagues. Number five, look to those who came before you. I tend to get a lot of comfort out of this one. I see so many seasoned LSSPs in my district and think that there's nothing that makes them different from me. We've completed similar educational training. We've all done internship and now we're in the same district. Although they have a wealth of a more foundational and footing in the area of like on the job training, I see them handling the beginning of the year with so much grace and tenderness towards themselves. And this tells me that I can do that too. Even if I don't feel it right now, I know that this feeling is attainable and it feels a little less overwhelming because this is just my first time doing it. So look to those who came, came before you to give you comfort in some whatever it is that is new that you are doing. Number six, reflect and watch yourself grow. Every day you are in information overload. You are learning, applying, and using new skills, which is so freaking cool to be witness to yourself in doing. One of my favorite parts during internship was the ability to see myself be able to handle more and more slowly and quickly, both at the same time. I love being able to look back as a reminder that I can't even imagine where I'm going to be at the end of this year. It makes me feel excited about what's to come. And just because you've started something does not mean you need to continue it too. So give yourself grace with that as well upon your reflection. Get clear on how this new thing is working for you and in your life and accommodate it from there. You're not a failure if you change your mind or choose something different for yourself once you've started something. I hope that offers you some grace and some permission too. Just because you've started something does not mean you need to finish it. I think a lot of us grew up in the mentality of like, you're not going to be a quitter. And I think that that is a load of BS. I think we kind of know if our situations and life changes and also just kind of how we feel about something or we tried something and it ends up being not what we expected. We can always adapt and adjust and stop if we ultimately don't want to. But that also doesn't mean in that same vein, like focus, if you have continued with something that you started new, really just look at how far you've come and just know that you're only going to continue to go further. And the last one, which I think is seven, I said that I had eight earlier, and I'm sorry if I did a double number. I didn't number these. Um, I, I'm like recording this really late after a work day, so I really hope you guys, I appreciate you being patient with me with all my little blunders that I'm having this episode. So I think this is seven. I had said that there were eight foundations, but there's actually seven. Or if I redid a number, this is eight. So the last one. The last one is focus on the now and be flexible. Comparison to others is an actual time suck. Try not to worry and really try not to do it. It's very hard, but really if you kind of like block that messaging in your head, it becomes easier and easier. If you're enjoying the work that you do in the moment, hold on to that. It's the reason why you started it in the first place. It's easy to get caught up in the trap of wishing you were somewhere else in the process versus on focusing on where you actually are. Focus on trying your middlest. 
or your hardest, wherever you are at. I swear this will serve you well because you really are whatever it is, whether it's your middlest or your hardest, your best, you're doing the best that you can. Change with your needs as new things in your life evolve and grow too. Just be flexible. For example, like I was talking about my at-home schedule or the schedule of my day, like I'm really trying to figure out how I can be flexible with myself. I've been needing to study for the EPPP, but I've been having other needs take priority, like resting. It's it felt really important to me. And it's not that the EPPP is not important to me, but I just need to find another way to make it more sustainable to fit into my schedule that will work a little better with me as I've started this new year as a new hire at LSSP. So be flexible with yourself. Don't be frustrated with yourself. The only way that we can do things and create systems and start new things in a healthy way is if we adapt with ourselves along with our life, we adapt our systems, and then we adapt as we move and grow through the new thing that we're doing. So let's go ahead and do a quick recap. The foundations I think that are really helpful for you whenever you're starting something new, falling back on your systems, creating healthy boundaries, Ask for what you need. Don't be afraid to make decisions for yourself. Trust your gut. Trust the decisions that you've made. Look to those who came before you. Reflect and watch yourself grow and focus on the now and be flexible. I found these to be really helpful for me all of the times that I've started something new in my life. And I think taking time to really sit here and reflect on them It really just does make a lot of sense to me and actually brings me a lot of comfort in this really tumultuous time in my life. And look, I feel like I've started over this podcast so many times, but the point is, is that I started, I'm still scared sometimes, and I can get into a negative spiral telling myself how little I'm doing or to keep things afloat when in reality, I'm giving my all that I have left to more alike and to you. I show up because I really enjoy talking and sharing my musings with a community of people who find it valuable. I've stressed about likes and downloads and my Instagram page before, and now I finally feel like I'm at a place where I can just coast and enjoy because those things will not be allowed to define my success of this podcast. Success is the messages that I get from you about how you love to hear the things that make us more alike than we think. From my mouth to your ears. I would have never felt brave enough to do a lot of the things in my life over the past two years if I hadn't started this podcast. Starting something new is a lot. It is truly a challenge, but I'm here to tell you it is nothing that you can't handle. So this wraps up this week's episode of the Starting Fresh series. So we wrapped up how we can help ourselves start something new. If this is the first time that you're listening to the More Like podcast, I encourage you to go back to two weeks ago's episode and listen to, you know, creating healthy bound or creating healthy systems for your life. I think that was a really fun and informative episode. And tune in in two weeks as we wrap up this mini series with the topic of now we've set up our systems. Now we've started the new thing and how can we show up for ourselves and show up for others simultaneously? If there's anything specific that you want me to cover on this, do not hesitate to reach out to me via email, morelikepodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at morelikepodcast. I love whenever you guys pop into my DMs or 
ask a question via the link in my bio at more like podcast um instagram oh and if you feel so inclined if you listen on apple podcast or spotify hit that subscribe button and leave a review it really is helpful to our little community over here thanks you guys and we will talk very soon love you